Tickets are limited. Going Greyhounds, for your daily update of the latest news and tips. A warm welcome to Going Greyhounds. Mark Olmes with you. We've got a huge episode for you as we head towards the Group 1 Golden Easter Egg Final. $250,000 to the winner. We're set up for a brilliant night of racing with not only, of course, the Golden Easter Egg, but the new sensation final, the other Group 1, the Association Cup final, the Ultra Sense, of course, the Amber Soli at Group 3 level and a Masters event. We've got plenty of other wonderful racing to look forward to on the evening. Can't wait for it. Starting off with our feature race wrap. Semi-finals, of course, of the egg. We'll run at Whitworth Park on Saturday night. The fastest qualifier for the 250k to the winner. Final was the Carina Britain trained WOW defeating Baroque Knight by eight and a quarter lengths in 29.45. In semi-final number one, however, the Victorian Fernando Bluey was never really in contention after a slow getaway. The win going to Peter Lagogiani's Vicky's Queen, as well as Dawn Garrett over Zipping Kyrgios. The second semi-final saw another upset as Tommy Shelby had to settle for runner-up behind Fire and Ice in 29.65. The biggest upset of the night, though, was the shock defeat of Flying Ricardo, who will now be sidelined for a few months due to injury. Honours in that semi-final went to Devil 16, who beat Queensland to Farmore Beach in 29.54. Also run on Saturday night were heats of the Association Cup for the Group 1 stays, Stanley Road. Uh, devastating winner, breaking the 42, the only qualifier to do just that. When scoring over Let's See and Here's Tears, the other heats were taken out by Burn Time in 42.11 and Prim and Proper in 42.15, which gets a lovely draw this uh, coming weekend for the final. Four heats of the Ultra Sense kicked us off on Saturday night, and the fastest qualifier was John Little's Redshift 7, who scored off Box 8 very nicely, getting away from Box 8, clocking 29.84. Amazingly, all four heats of the Ultra Sense were taken out by Greyhounds wearing the pink jacket, Box 8. Backtracking to Wednesday night a bit further back, the Group 3 Magic Maiden final was run and won by the enigmatic bandit Ned, who put his best paw forward when making it three wins from as many starts. Also on Wednesday were heats of the Group 3 New Sensation. Friend of Sky Racing, Jack Smith, won two of the heats after coming on Going Greyhounds last week with Jungle Deuce and Irinka Riley. The other qualifiers were taken out by Teddy the Bear, Coast Model and Lewis Rumble. Away from Wentworth Park, there was also a good story out of Richmond on Sunday night where odds-on favourite Montana Keeping hugged the rails, got the run of the home turn and clung on for the win. The first for his new owners, who include thoroughbred racing identities, Jason Coyle, Cathy O'Hara and Chris Wallace, stable foreman Charlie Duckworth. Also on hand to cheer home the winner was leading jockey James McDonald, trying to keep sweet with the camp, no doubt. Uh, fresh from a winning double at Rose Hill that day before, and his partner, Channel 7 presenter and former jockey, Caitlin Mallion, also a Group 1 winner in her own right. Plenty going on in New South Wales. Let's jump into it with the first of our guests. Great style of rising two-year-old colt by Smart Missile. Top 20 sire by earnings, winners and wins. 43 stakes horses, 70% winners to runners. The Dam Galileo's Choice by The Great Galileo. Winner 1400, dam of two multiple winners, both stakes performed. Trainer Joe Pride, Warwick Farm. 5% 2400, 200 a month covers cost, 2.5% shares available. For PDS, call Shelley Hancocks or Rod Peacock 0352749171 or see website hancocks.com.au. AFSL 227365. Thinking about your next build or renovation? Wideline Windows and Doors has all the planning tools at your fingertips. 
Their website is full of inspirational ideas to make your project a success. Advice and tips to get you started, even a colour selector and window planning tool. Plus, free online quotes. Just tell them what you need. Easy. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at the Wideline Windows and Doors website, www.wideline.com.au. Racing, Fernando Bluey knuckled over a fraction. Beginning quickly, Vicky's Queen showing pace, zipping Kyrgios. Fernando Bluey caught up, railing through, zipping Vernon. Likewise was Faithy Bale. Back in the field, Unreal Ethics and Royal M. Grand near the rear, down the back. Vicky's Queen, the pilot, zipping Kyrgios is ready to pounce. Two and a half, Faithy Bale. They were followed up by Sprightly Ebony turning the corner. Vicky's Queen in front, zipping Kyrgios can't get there. Vicky's Queen, Vicky's Queen has won the opening semi over Zipping Kiros and Faithy Bale. Sprightly Ebony further back in the... Pre-race, Peter Lagosiani told Jason Lincoln on Sky Racing Active that he was just there, quote, to make up the numbers. It's a good thing nobody told that to Vicky's Queen, who wore the black rug, just seemingly a Peter Lagosiani-trained dog can't lose wearing the black rug. Pete, welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Uh, you must have been pleasantly surprised after that performance from Vicky's Queen. G'day, Mark. Yep. Uh, yeah, just I wish Jace wouldn't interview me before a race. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, look, uh, the week we had uh, last week, uh, yeah, we, we just thought uh, that, uh, you know, with a, with a, with a field she was up against, uh, not saying she's not up to that class, but uh, she just doesn't have that early, real early brilliance in, in the, in the middle splits uh, to keep up with that class, I, I thought. And, uh, and they did run uh, pretty ordinary second splits um, where she's got a flat spot, Vicky. But, um, look, we were pleasantly surprised. But, hey, look, we'll take it. Hey, Pete, take us through. Uh, we, we spoke to you last week as well or, or the week before. Take us through the last fortnight or so because it's quite indicative of racing, isn't it? The highs and the lows. Of course, we had the floods a couple of weekends ago. And then last weekend, you, you lost Basha Blue Boy. Uh, obviously, still with us, but he um, he won't be racing again, which is... Terribly sad news for, well, not only us racing fans, but yourself and Dawn. But of course, Mark. Yeah, look, um, you know, uh, first, it, you know, the floods hit us and, you know, we were surrounded by water. Um, people lost their homes. People lost livelihoods, uh, livestock, uh, you know, lost, lost lost their way of life. Um, and, you know, it seems pretty minute just to lose a greyhound, you know, not, not, not his life, but his racing career. Um, but, you know, to us, it hurt us, um, knowing full well what, what the ability this dog had. Um, you know, Dawn obviously was devastated. Our family were devastated, you know, um, and, and we appreciate the messages and, 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 and everything our, that our, our true friends have sent us. And, uh, and we know who they are, and we thank you for sticking by us. You know, uh, I just kept reminding everybody we started, you know, at the bottom. You know, it was a hard slog to get to where we are, and we're still, we're still, you know, uh, mate, look, I, I still think we're looking up at the gods, saying, you know, how did we get here? But we, we have, and we are here, and, uh, um, you know, look, commiserations to Dawn. I said it, you know, in a, in a post-race interview on, on Saturday, you know, but it is what it is. That's racing. Um, you just got to pick yourself up off the canvas, dust yourself off, and get on with it. Tomorrow's another day. The sun will shine. The moon will set. A bit like oh, Barsha, Blue right, Boy, sorry, Pete. So. Pete, a bit like Basha Blue Boy, this girl has has had her own issues. Uh, can she can she you know go that next step and overcome all of the issues? Take us through what it's uh, what it's been like to to get her through to this point, a golden Easter egg final. But of course she's had her issues. Yeah, look, um, you know, uh, a couple of starts ago she was touted nearly the queen of of Watmore Park. I think she had six starts there for five wins, and uh, and she loves the joint. Um, 
look, uh, in winning a golden Easter egg, like I said, I don't, I'm, when I make group finals, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't want to turn up. I want to win them. I've got that fire in my belly and, and I'm doing everything in my power. We've prepared her right. We, you know, so far, she's pulled up enormous from the, from the run on Saturday. Um, it's just luck now. Marcus, I believe group one racing is 90% luck. You know, it's where your dog's placed at that first turn. Um, look, I know she's got a whirlwind finish. Uh, she, her run home, I think in the heats, were the fastest run home all night. And um, again, in the semis, she was the fastest run home of all the semis. So um, we know she's got a motor. Um, she just needs that luck early. $2 million chase finals in the bag, Pete, but a, an egg has eluded you. The last running a couple of years ago now of the Golden Easter Egg, you had Federal Lily, who led for most of the way uh, before finishing second to, to Zipping Bailey. What, if any, similarities would you say Lily and Vicky have? Are you going into this race as confident as you did two years ago with Federal Lily? Well, there's one positive. There's no Zipping Bailey in this year's field. <laughs> uh, that, that is a positive, you know, when I... I, I, I can re- recall, you know, hearing Jason's call, you know, down the back straight when, um, uh, you know, when you saw Zipping Bailey winding up. So, look, she's, that's what this little bitch has got. She's got a well wooden finish as Zipping Bailey had. So, uh, look, we're just hoping for the right breaks in the race. And uh, and like I said, it, that's that first turn. It's where she's positioned the first turn. I think, I think you know, if she's sitting anywhere near him, she's a great chance. Uh, to win an egg, Pete, just quickly, we always talk about the dream. Uh We've seen you post $2 million chases now. Uh, what do you think you'd be like after maybe winning a Golden Easter egg? Yeah, Mark, as a kid, you know, you grow up, you see all the big, all the big name trainers winning eggs and, and you think, wow, you know, um, you know, just to have a runner, you would, you would have thought, you know, would be good enough, you know, and then to have, you know, a runner again this year and they look to win it, of course. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kid's dream, you know, growing up watching greyhounds and, and punting on them and, uh, and that's what I was. I was just a kid, you know, following, you know, the top the top trainers and the top echelon of trainers that are today. I'm still following them and, and, and you know, still like I have a punt. And um, so, yeah, look, uh, mate, it, yeah, it, it'll cap off. It'll cap off a remarkable, um, you know, story for us, um, for me and my family. So, and, and of course, our owners, you know, and, and this little girl, Vicky's Queen, who's, you know, who's, who's grown legs and leaps and bounds. And, and, and you know, I hope she does it for a, for a big brother, Tommy. Well, Pete, to quote you from Saturday night, let's ride the wave and see what happens this Saturday night at Wentworth Park for the Golden Easter Egg. Best of luck and thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you very much. Peter Lagosiani joining us once again with Vicky's Queen in the Golden Easter Egg final has drawn box two. He's currently an $8 hope with tab fixed odds. A short break before our next guest, Steve Keep. Our pets can do no wrong, even when they're Five, doing wrong. Four, three, two, and you're still here. Which is why brands like these choose radio. You see, every impression you pay for makes an impression. There's no countdown, blocker, fast forward, or skip button. Your message is guaranteed to get through. And right now, with so many people tuning in to feel more connected, it's the right time to connect with your customers. For cut through that gets results, visit radioalive.com.au. Mwillan Bar trainer Matt Dunn arrived at Randwick in April 2020 with dreams of landing country racing's biggest prize. His unassuming grey mare, Gracie Bell, was at long odds but liked a wet track. Gracie Bell down on the inside, missed it slightly. She was near last at the 800, so Karen McAvoy took the low road. Gracie Bell's going to play for luck along the inside. The tactic was spot on. She swept to the front with 200 to go. But it's Gracie Bell just to win the country championship. 
the championships, where dreams are made. Gracie Bell, the inside, will win it. Day one, this Saturday. Right up along the rail, has won it by a breath. On Sky Sports Radio. Racing. Wow got away beautifully. Fire Legend away in a hurry. Wow driving up underneath him and he's gone to the top over Fire Legend and they're followed by Mr. Fixit. A gap to Baroque Knight. They'll follow up by Jim Zardashian. Further back Lake Dear Walter. Ebby Imperred. Richard Donald at the tail of the field. Wow let go mid-race. He put them away. Put up nine on Baroque Knight going to second. They'll follow by Fire Legend. But Wow has romped in. Wow bolted away. Wow first, Baroque Knight has run second, followed in by Fire Legend, Jim Zardash in all Lakeview. The fastest golden Easter egg semi-final qualifier into the final, 29.45 for Wow, but running second there, Baroque Knight for Stephen Keep, who joins us here on Going Greyhounds. It was a, a, a brilliant winning semi-final by Wow, no doubt, but chasing him home was the very honest uh, Baroque Knight. And, Steve, I dare say that this will be one of the biggest thrills of your career to date. Welcome to Going Greyhounds. Thanks, mate. Yes, it will be. Big highlight, big week. What what, what um, does this week look like, Steve? What does this week look like for you and the the Greyhound? Do you go back up home and then you come back on the the Saturday? What's the plan? I drove home Saturday night after the meeting, got home at 7 o'clock Sunday morning, and just routine, mate, just the same we do every week. You went to... The straight track this morning, had his last hit out, pulled up good, come up good. So it's, um, yeah, everything's into him now. You know, we've got four days to rest him up and do the journey again Saturday morning. Good news to hear that he's pulled up well. Has it hit you yet that you have a finalist in the Group 1 Golden Easter egg, yourself and your partner, Shannon? No, not yet. You know, like, still got to do your work here. You still got to do the, mate, you got to do your homework and then the assignment Saturday night, you know. Mm. Still a lot of work between now and Saturday, and yeah, we don't sort of get excited. I mean, it's good, don't get me wrong, but I mean, driving down Saturday, or probably that's when we'll start hitting, you know, what, what we're really going for. So, yeah. Stevie, are you a nervous character when it comes to going to the races? Obviously, this is another level, but what are you usually like? No, not nervous, excited when, when the dog runs a good race, you know, but not nervous going to the boxes. You sort of got to avoid that because mm. it does sort of go through to your dog mates, you know, and you get nervous, they get nervous. So you just sort of got to play it and go from there. He, he snuck under the radar. He's obviously 40 to 1 and through the series he's now an 80 to 1 shot. But you've got to be in it to win it, as we continually say in racing. He's come up with uh, with box four. Uh, how were you expecting him to go? Was it a case of just hoping to be near enough and run second to wow? How were you expecting him to go last Saturday night? I give him a big chance to run yeah. second. You know, I mean, Wow's a brilliant dog, like one of the best dogs in Australia. Mm. And mate, I give him a big chance because he's a dog that puts himself there early. And and to run second behind Wow's no mean feat. You know, he's he's sort of done it good. And every week I go there, he's improving. He, he's just a young dog and starting to learn everything. And yeah, so I, I was pretty confident I could run a place. I was and excited though when I turned for home. He was running second. I didn't. I couldn't find him, you know, until he turned for home. But to mean, like I said, mate, to run second to Wow and to be him with some such good dogs, it's it's a great effort for him, you know. It's a great effort for for yourself and your partner Shannon as well. And just to put the win into context uh, for our listeners, Baroque Knights put a couple of links on the likes of 
fire legend, Lakeview Walter. Some pretty hardened season dogs, even Ebby Infrared, Mr. Fixit down there. So he's beaten a few very, very handy ones home. And again, you must be extremely proud. What was the feeling like as a smaller trainer when he crossed the line and you'd realise, gee, I'm into a bloody egg? Yeah, it was sort of, it was a big thrill. Like Jason Lincoln said, you know, you rate him better than Mick Dippman. Well, <laughs> that, that's what it's all about, mate, you know. And um, like I said, six months down the track, like this dog's only just turned two-year-old, you know. Six months down the track, he's going to be a lot more mature dog and a lot a bit more experience under his belt. But, mate, the, like I said, the owners at Tyndall's, they've done a great job getting him to where, to, to me, to, you know, start his career and, yeah, the whole, everyone's thrilled, mate. The owners, they're over the moon, you know, and and like I say to them, let's go down and enjoy the ride on Saturday night. Listen, whatever happens, happens. Like Peter just said, mate, you, once you put them in the boxes, it's it's up to the dogs, and let's enjoy the ride. Uh, box four for the final, as I mentioned, makes things a bit tricky, but do you think he can, he can run a cheeky race? What's his best yeah, hopes, and what do you think needs to happen? You wanted box four? Yeah, I sort of wanted two. I wanted to be on the inside two or four. He seems to come out a little bit better in the second line, and he's had, I think he's had six starts down there and for four box fours, so he knows where he's coming from, you know. And he's the sort of dog that does go straight in a straight line. And if he comes out, if he can come out just a fraction better than what we know he can do, he's um, he'll put himself there on the first corner. Uh, and to play a part potentially in a, in the finish on Saturday night, what would that feel like? Do you think, Steve? Oh, it'd be a big thrill, you know. Like I mean, yeah, yeah like I said, you expect you're going down there hoping you can win. And I, I just hope he runs a good race, you know, and um, doesn't disgrace himself and and he, he sort of steps up, you know. I mean, to run in the first three, be absolutely, I'll be over the moon. Hey, well, he, we won't disgrace himself. He's already into an egg final, so he's deserving of his spot there. And while we've got you here, just quickly, can you tell us a bit about your, yourself and your history, how many dogs you have in work, how long have you been training for? Um, uh, you mentioned the Tyndalls and your partner, Shannon, you mentioned on Saturday night you've won a Galaxy. Uh, I was hearing when you were speaking to Mark Duclos on Saturday night. Tell us a bit more about yourself, Steve. Oh, I've been in Greyhound since I was about eight with my grandmother, Lila Simpson. Okay. And her, um, my uncle and auntie. Clay Simpson and, and and Peter Simpson. Oh, I just sort of grew up with my grandmother going through all them and um, I ventured out my own when I got in about my 20s and just sort of had a team in casino. Then I, I met up with Shannon, my new partner, about seven years ago. And we just sort of started getting a team of average dogs but winning races, making, you know, just making ends meet. And we had a, we had a handy dog, Copperhead Rogue. He, he held the record of Grafton. This dog come along and, yeah, we, we pre-trained him after break-in and he sort of showed a little bit. And at the moment, he's the only dog racing. We've got about 10 race dogs, but they're out injured or just coming through injuries. And um, he's the only dog racing at the moment, so he's holding the fort, this dog. And But we've got, a, we've got a lot of pups coming on, about 15 pups, two brood bitches in pup. So, um, yeah, we've got a sort of a... a fair way down the track yet before I look like getting out of them. So, Steve, it sounds like you could get a, a, a few more owners knocking on the door if, uh, oh, well, with a, with a finalist in the Golden Easter Egg. Would that be would that be the plan, a few more dogs in the kennels? No, not, I mean, at the end of the day, you've you got your, the better trainers, mate. They've already got them picked, but I'm, I'm happy just to sort of coast along, you know, and like I said, it's 
as a trainer's perspective, mate, you're in with the elite now, you know, and and Peter knocked it on the head. You, these are the races you dream of. You know, I, I said to Mark the other night, I, I never thought I'd have a, even have a starter in a, in a Easter egg, let alone be in a final, you know. And, well, um, like well you're, said, here, you're here, Steve. Yeah, we're in it. We had the, you know, like everyone else, we had the floods. I travelled down on the Saturday, back home on the Sunday, uh, make a big thanks to the boys at the Lismore Greyhound track, mate. They let me have a special trial mm. Monday morning when I got home. So, you know, it was good. Uh, excellent stuff. Steve, we really appreciate you coming on Going Greyhounds and finding out a bit more about you and this wonderful chaser for you, Baroque Night, into the 2021 Golden Easter Egg. We look forward to, to seeing him go around again and we look forward to catching up with you as well on Saturday night. Um, we'll catch you then, Steve, and best of luck in the week of preparation leading up to it. No, thank you very much, and thanks for the phone call. Steve Keep there with Baroque Night into the Golden Easter Egg. We'll take a short break before we catch up with Mark Gatt. There's a Royal Race Day that transcends time. World-class entertainment in the autumn sunshine. Prestige, legacy and a world-class field. On this day, a champion will be revealed. Get your fun back on track at the Championships Day 2, Longines Queen Elizabeth States Day, featuring the new playground precinct, fashion competitions and a spectacular post-race performance. The Championships Day 2, April 17 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au. Tickets are limited. With progeny of star mares like Catchy, Shrikandi, Omae's Sword and many more, the Inglis Easter Yearling Sale is an event you cannot afford to miss. Catch the action at Riverside on April 6 and 7, catalogue available at inglis.com.au. Impressive power and rhythm. Impending's the one too classy. Impeccably bred. A son of champion, Lonro, from dual Group 1 winner Nemesim, a family of millionaires. Imagine winning all the big races against all the good horses. Well, you can. Impending. First yearlings at the sales now. Impossible to ignore. Racing. Stanley Road midfield to go beginning quickly he's tears rushing over with Everwine and Silent Shadow the inside a gap to Floral Lace and then in your time let's see Stanley Road's behind her five away to Eurobro shorter one lap to go and Everwine has gone quick mid race set up a lead of six in second position was he's tears the inside Silent Shadow Stanley Road he's beginning to pick them off they're followed by Floral Lace let's see gap to in your time Everwine is under siege. They're coming and look at them come. Wide out his tears. Stanley Road's coming through. Stanley Road. Up he goes. Grab the lead and he shot away. Stanley Road wins. Let's see has come from the clouds to grab second position. Here's tears third. Fourth not sure. Euro bro all silent. The other group one race this coming Saturday night will be the Association Cup for the Stayers. Stanley Road we heard there the fastest qualifying favourite to land the cash. He's trying to mark Gat joins us now. Mark, a dollar ninety-five box seven this coming Saturday. Box seven might just mean we get a better price, mate. Good morning. Good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well. What did you think of box seven when it came up? Yeah, uh, not good. Like I, I want him drawn closer down to the fence, uh, mm. but you know he's. I think he's been drawn there his last half a dozen starts now, and he keeps getting the job done. So, uh, um, yeah, we'll just leave it up to him. Do you have confidence in him in the run when you watch him? And you know, he saw he saw at the, after the beginning of uh, the weekend's race, he just he checked off and he got back a bit. But 
gee, you mentioned it after the race, he can chase, but you must have some sort of confidence in him that he'll just navigate his way around without too much fuss, and that's exactly what he did on Saturday night. Yeah, 100%. He, I was really... I, I thought it was a bad draw. There was two wide runners underneath him, and, um, yeah, like you said, he just seems to be working it out. He sort of let them go and hopped over onto the fence, and he was he was second last, and then just railed up underneath and then come out in between dogs, under him, around everything. So, he look, he's full of confidence, and he's... And, um, yeah, he just seems to know what he's doing. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, because it, I don't think the draw looks too good this week, so uh, there's a wide runner on his inside. I watch, I can't help myself, I always have a look at the box draws, but the dog on the inside of him done a right-hand turn out of the lids from box seven. So I'm hoping it begins and and he just jumps over behind it. Or, or even better, it'd be good if he just jumped straight in front of it, but I don't think that'll happen. It's a pretty good beginner, and we, we haven't been beginning real good, so... Yeah, I'm just sort of hoping that um, he 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 works it out. Um, it, look, he's probably there's. I think there's three speed dogs in the race: the uh, prim and proper in the red, um, uh, Fernando Caz in in the four, and then the the dog in the eight box, the zipping dog zipping the Seiko. She's got pace as well. So mm. if we can sort of uh, navigate early and um, just Chris Waller them speed dogs. <laughs> um, he might he might be riding it up on the top turn. Uh, so with this race coming up, he's already picked up the the Group Two Summer Distance played on Pause of Thunder night. The Superstays down in Melbourne. Um, it's hard to think that he could still be getting better. And you alluded to that on Saturday night, Mark. Yeah, he, he just seems to be getting better every run. Um, he I noticed. I think the when when he he, he run down prim and proper in a fifth grade there couple of months back and that was the night I sort of thought he, this dog's starting to come on and then he he uh, he got into a fair bit of trouble to run after that and then produced a massive run in the heats of the, uh, the Group 2 race, I forget what it was called in earlier on in the year. The Summer and, Distance Plate, yeah? Yeah, the Summer Distance Plate. Then he came out and won the final and he basically hasn't put a, a foot wrong since. The, probably the only mistake he's made in a run since then was first up in Melbourne. He, he got beat half ahead but he probably cost himself the race because he, he does tend to cut down on a dog. Um, and he'd done that sort of going through the pen in Melbourne and it, I reckon it cost him a couple of lengths and he hadn't got beat half ahead. So if he doesn't do that, he's probably unbeaten since then. But, look, he, we're really happy with him. He's doing a great job. Yeah, punters are happy with him too. $1.95 at the moment. and may, may even start a little longer come race time. Mark, thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds again and good luck this week leading up to the Association Cup final. Not a problem at all. Thanks for having me on. Mark Gatt, always very good with his time for us here on Going Greyhounds. One more break here and we'll catch up with Jason Lincoln on the other side to wrap up this big golden Easter egg edition of Going Greyhounds. Is your business recruiting? Nova Employment has over 1,500 people with diverse abilities ready to make a positive difference in your workplace. Nova has an unbeatable track record of success. I'm Dan Marmont from Mittagong RSL. Nova Employment have supplied us with reliable and ambitious members of staff. I'd highly recommend other employers focus on ability. Nova Employment is a free service and government incentives may be available. Take the hassle and cost out of recruiting. Choose novaemployment.com.au With progeny of star mares like Catchy, Srikandi, Omei Sword and many more, the Inglis Easter Yearling Sale is an event you cannot afford to miss. Catch the action at Riverside on April 6 and 7, catalogue available at inglis.com.au. 
Form Guide. Brought to you by Tabs Treble. First leg quaddy fail, it's treble time. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Are you building or renovating in lightweight cladding? Talk to Wideline about Halo AquaShield. Halo is an innovative, integrated flashing system that forms a continuous seal around your windows and doors for improved moisture management, air infiltration and aesthetics. And it's easier and more cost-effective to install. Thank heavens for Halo. The wickedly clever flashing system designed specifically for lightweight construction. Visit the showroom or take a closer look online, wideline.com.au. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. To round out the show, Jason Lincoln joins me. Wiz, the catching pen this evening, shaping up to be a beauty as it always is when we go into a massive final. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, Mark. Just making my way down now. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to tonight's show. Big post-race recap from Saturday night there at Wenning. Looking forward to it. Yeah, mate, uh, looking forward to obviously all the, the post-race scenes from the weekend, but got a couple of really good features coming up this evening. Yeah, OK. What are they? Oh, well, Jeff Collison, you're the man who spoke to him on Saturday night before the big night. Well, uh, we've got a nice, yeah, lovely feature all, package with him. Yeah, oh, well, I'm glad that that worked. We didn't know whether we'd be able to salvage the audio there because we had the, uh, the on-course band playing it about 11 on the volume dial on the night, which made it hard for me to hear, Jeff, but I'm glad the mics have been able to pick it up because it was a really good chat. And obviously, just a doyen of the sport, so great to get his views on uh, a couple of his favourite Easter eggs from uh, years gone by. And obviously, all things Easter Egg Association Cup final, Ultra Sense and New Sensation, and you'll be also with us for Chasing Winners tomorrow night. Yeah, that's right. Well, we try and find a couple, Mark. Uh, look, I always enjoy this sort of thing final show anyway we get you bold in the studio which is a rarity um but yeah really looking forward to the fourth races as well um, i think the new sensation whilst it won't uh, upstage the egg uh, i think it's a crackerjack field this year well we're looking forward to catching up a little later today for the catching pin 7 p.m on sky racing two tonight see you then whiz all right mate, he is. at the whiz mark hey is that the whiz mark yeah, that was Jason Lincoln. Does he Just... know where he's going? Because I was a bit concerned when you said, what's on the program that you're doing, that, you know, he he's the main man for it. He said he wasn't sure what was on the show. I'm just a bit... Is, is he no, all right? No, is he no, all right, the whiz? No, he's, he's fine and dandy. You should have heard, though, on Saturday night before the races, it was pumping, really good atmosphere, and uh, they decided to set up and, and do the interview where they got the interview started and the music just started cranking, Dave, so... Did he Happily. burn up? Was he, was he cranky? No, 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 no. We oh, got the right. interview done with the, the great <laughs> Jeff Collison, which will be a really right. good really good feature story on the Catching Pen tonight. Also, Dave, just quickly before we go, Jared Daffy from Tab found burn time is his value bet on Boxing yes. Clever. That's on the Sky Racing website, the blog page, Boxing Clever. And, Dave, for everybody after Ramwick at the races, come over to Wentworth Park. You'll have yes. a, a night out and you can find a few more winners, fill your boots or get back what was lost during the day. Uh, obviously, the catching pen chasing winners, Sky Racing Active this Saturday. And also, wanted to make a quick mention. It's already uh, been mentioned uh, plenty, but one more time certainly will not hurt. Um, our deepest sympathies to the Ambrosoli family with the passing of Pat Ambrosoli, of course, the uh, wife of, uh, of PA, Paul, uh, who we sadly lost uh, last week. Uh, from everybody here at, at Sky Racing, our deepest sympathies go out to the family, Dave. 
Yeah, here, I saw that news filter through, mate. Terrible. Terrible, terrible news. So uh, from everyone here at Sky Sports and Racing HQ, uh, we send those sympathies as well, mate. Um, good show. Now, have you been listening to the cracking dozen at all? Uh, absolutely, Dave. I'm waiting for the countdown for, for number one. We started it off, what, with... Was it Zipping Bailey uh, was number yeah. 12? Yeah. Yeah, we had, uh, we've gone through. So Zipping Bailey from 2019 was 12. Cyrus the Virus was 11. Then we had... Um, Con Air. Mancunian Girl at to 10. Cosmic... Uh, now, just on that, Cyrus the Virus, he was John Malkovich, wasn't he? Is that right? Yeah, he was the ball yeah. boy. Was it John Malkovich? Yeah, I it, think was. it was. Okay. Yep, yep. Was it John? John? Yeah, it was. According to Grant Boyden, film buff. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Uh, Cosmic Rumble, nine. Um, and uh, Bogey Lee uh, was eight. Ultrasense, seven. Highly Blessed, six. And now we're up to, well, number five. Now, this was controversial, uh, okay. this one, because some were saying this should have been much higher. Oh. It's one of Paul Ambrosoli's best calls, this. Here's number five in the Cracking Dozen. The Cracking Dozen. We're set. Ready for the egg. Number five. Power to Burn 2005. Trained by Steve White and, of course, down at his Nowra base in those days. Not that far from Sydney and it's just something that's very, very special. And, again, she's gone to be a, a wonderful brood bitch through that whole breeding line and Steve's continue to have wonderful success in greyhound racing. Of course, this is a race to win. And the big guns are in it. And racing, Power to Burn lead pinged. Power to Burn got away from Natalie Eiffelers moving up on the inside and Bond is third as Eiffelers got wide. Bond in bother. Sun Heroes getting through, followed by Truly Special. Next was Go Forever, a long break in the field. CJ's Vixen, Joey's run. Down the back, Eiffelers moved up to join Power to Burn. Eiffelers and Power to Burn together. Six in front of Truly Special, closing in. Next was Sun Hero and Go Forever. Eiffelers turned in front. Power to Burn's coming again. Power to Burn doing the better. Power to Burn got up and won the money. What a fabulous run. One of the great golden Easter eggs. Certainly was. And one of the the best calls you'll ever hear, Power to Burn. That was number five, known around the kennels as Tina. The black and white chaser was one of the greatest sport has, uh, one of the greatest the sport has seen. Breaking, Mark, five track records and winning four Group 1 races, three of them by nine or ten lengths. So if you're on... And one of those nights, <laughs> you uh, you weren't in any danger. And um, what a call by PA. Yeah, um, just the way. I reckon he really had something on himself. I reckon he did. Um, 59 starts, 28 wins, 14 placings, 434000 in prize money. Uh, that was the Power to Burn's final race was in 2006 in that uh, Group 3 Golden Easter Egg Consolation where she finished fifth. She was inducted into the Greyhound Racing Hall of Fame. She did pass away in 2016 two days short of her 14th birthday. But that was number five and number four tomorrow, mate.